everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going it is good it's sort of weird to be doing one of our sort of standard episodes i kind of forgot how but it's good i know i i me too today i was thinking my gosh i need to kind of get back to like yeah to what we do uh, besides Lori Vallow, of course, uh, right. you know, and, and we're, this is not a Lori Vallow episode, except for that we can't really pass up an opportunity to share this ish right here. Uh, Friend. what? <laughs> Lori's I mean, from Madison County. Aye, aye, aye. The rot is coming through her pores at this point. My God, isn't it? Also, is what is something. with these braids? Maybe that's how she's getting her hair wavy. Just that's like what somebody that. in our group said. I think maybe they're right. Look at that. Maybe she All did have a tampon hair. She looks like she has aged like twenty years. Yeah. From the from when this started, when they were in Kauai to now, it's stunning. Well, if you don't keep that Botox up, I guess so. Apparently, this is I don't know. Or you're just evil as hell, you know? Right. If you look at my forehead. I get Botox every three months for migraines, but you see how my forehead does not wrinkle? Yeah. That's that's Botox for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine does. You, you get <laughs> Sometimes I can't even raise my eyebrows. Like my right, I try to raise my eyebrows and they don't even go up. So wow. I can see how, you know, being without it for a while, you start to get the wrinkles again. But man, she looks mm -hmm. bad. She looks awful. Yeah. yeah. Where they wasted no time. So, and I will admit, this was a, a detail we got wrong. We were told she would not be coming back to Madison. Right. And they immediately brought her back to Madison. R.I.P. Madison Jail. We know you didn't want her. Right. Um, but here you are for the next few months. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They were very, very, very un, unpleased to have to deal with her again. I did but, drive past oh. the jail last night and honk and flip her off, you know. As oh, well, good job. On, was her Mother's Day gift from us. <laughs> But uh, now that Never she's back, well, pretty much, yeah. Well, the good thing about that is that we might be able to tell you a little bit from time to time. Yeah, we'll be able to get we a little get more info. info. Yeah, about what's up. What we do know is that she's on suicide watch and that she will be this entire time. Because she's not getting out of this that easy. Right. Sorry, Lori. You're staying. Yeah. I have a cat. Ow! God! <laughs> We'll have a little more to say about that uh, on Wednesday night case updates. But mm -hmm. a week or two ago, one of our listeners said, you guys are going to have to do a whole bunch of uh, episodes that are more of your funny crime stuff just to, uh, you know, try to help us all recover from this. So we thought that would be a great way to kind of ease back into some regular episodes. Right. So this is a true crime roundup, wound up. We are wound up. Mm -hmm. It's a true crime roundup episode. And yes. we're going to do nothing but some wild stuff. Yeah. Hang on to your butts. You're going to need to. <laughs> We've got some good. I have one case that's not funny. It's just wow. But the rest of it, good Lord. Mm -hmm. This country be wild. And that's what I have to say. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Christy, why don't you kick us off with some creepy crime? Oh, I will. Squad, what's your biggest fear when staying in a hotel room alone? Ooh, alone. A dead yeah. hooker under the bed. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's always my biggest fear. I, I think we saw this in a movie or something because right? that's I've always, always been the thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, cut to this guy. Oh, boy. This yeah. already seems like it's going downhill. Um, It is. It, it, it's going to get worse. So this guy is was a, a hotel manager. This was in Nashville, Tennessee. And this just happened a few days ago. And about five o'clock in the morning, uh, a man staying in the hotel woke up to this dude sucking on his toes. <gasps> I mean, what? New hotel fear unlocked. <laughs> what? I know. Why? How, how can this be even real? But it is exactly what happened. So it's so, his thing. This guy is oh. David Neal. He's 52. He's been charged with aggravated burglary and assault. Uh, I believe that um, the attorneys for the victim are, are trying to get this to be sexual assault. So I can say uh, that. Right? Yeah. Apparently, Neal... There's an assault happening in your office currently as there well. There is. Yes, cat. this cat is making me hold her. She's been <laughs> scratching me. Um, so he made a key card to go into this guest room about five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. This was on, uh, yeah. So he um, he said that he smelled smoke in the guest in this guest's room. <laughs> what were his toes <laughs> on fire or? I mean, get real. Apparently, the uh, victim had realized that this guy had been in his room the day before because he was having a problem with his TV and he came in to help with it. So apparently at that time, this gross dude got real attracted to that guy's toes or something. Um, I have so many thoughts and questions, but first of all, right. man's feet? I know. What? Stranger feet? Oh. Yikes. Yeah. I know. Or it's, any feet, it, really. But right. Yes, I know. But I know some people, that's a thing. Apparently, initially, the victim told hotel security, mm -hmm. but they didn't really seem to take it too seriously. What? Has this happened before? So, uh, right? That's what I want to know. And there's not a lot of background on old David Neal, but... I'm going to bet there's probably some history. So then, um, of course, the victim had to call Surely the you don't start that at 52. Uh, right? You got to oh. be creepy before that. Well, and he's a hotel manager, so he's got access to everybody's rooms. Yeah. Yikes. So he has been arrested hmm. and charged. Um, the victim was an Air Force veteran. Uh and he was on a business trip in Nashville. He uh, did cut his trip short and went home right after that. Uh, Feeling different? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? oh. Yikes. Uh, he said that the hotel had not apologized. 
or responded to them at all. They had requests for surveillance video and uh, data like door lock data and stuff, and they were having trouble getting that. Um, oh, please let this be a civil case and let it be televised. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> so the victim's law firm says that he has suffered from severe and permanent emotional distress, oh. embarrassment, yeah. past and future medical expenses, counseling, I guess, and a loss of earning capacity and is seeking damages. And so this, yes, there is a lawsuit. There is a, oh. a criminal case here and a civil one. And they're seeking damages in the lawsuit. Well, I, for they're seeking punitive damages from Hilton, mm-hmm. who punish and deter the hotel hotel chain from tolerating this kind of conduct. That seems legit. Yes, yeah. I mean the fact that he told the hotel security and they weren't all that concerned about it. And right. I mean, I'm laughing about this because it's wild, but I I do have compassion. It is for also the It is very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, the victim said he just sort of went into fact finding mode when he woke up to this dude sucking on his toes. He said, who are you? Why are you in my room? What are you doing here? And then he- I'm surprised he didn't kick him smack in the face. Right? He said he could see that he was wearing a uniform and he had his name tag on. <laughs> of course so he did. Yeah. We have a lot of questions about who commit this crime. We have many questions about why and gross and what, but- you know, those will be answered at a later date. But David Neal has been charged and the hotel is being sued. So we hope for justice for this victim. And mm-hmm. that David Neal needs treatment for a fungal infection and spend some time in jail. Because this is gross well, and yes. very unsettling. Very weird. Yes. Whew. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to take the mic back over for a little WTF news. All right. There was an incident recently in Oklahoma where some officers got a call out because there was someone screaming for help. And they went to help, you know, being the the good cops they are, they went to help and really uh, ran into a really unsettling situation. And I want to tell you a little bit about what happened. They were heading out to help. There was someone screaming for help. A neighbor heard it. They didn't know where it was coming from, but they could hear someone crying out for help. So they responded. They could hear someone crying out for help. They were running along. Uh, when they found the person that was screaming out for help, uh, everything changed in the blink of an eye. I'm going to share the actual uh, webcam or uh, vest cam footage with you so that you can see exactly what happened. Hey, it's a person. That's a person.
was a goat? Oh, shit, it is. scenario because no one was hurt not even the goat <laughs> his feelings actually were quite hurt he had were been they? separated from his bff oh no and he was really unhappy about it and he was yelling for help <laughs> some good samaritan called the cops <laughs> oh my god that's funny <laughs> you could really hear him help! it's a goat <laughs> shit it's a coat <laughs> oh funny i'm sure as a police officer running into a situation like that and the crying is intensifying and you're running towards it you don't know what you're coming into maybe something no. really horrible has happened you know or maybe someone's being held without their will or i mean you know who knows <laughs> they get up there and it's a goat yelling for help <laughs> The sad part uh, is, him did need help. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Isn't that the damnedest thing you've ever seen? Oh, my hell. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that poor officer trucking along. He's getting <laughs> That's a person. That sounds like a person. He's getting faster and faster and faster. <laughs> it's a freaking goat. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, gosh. So, I had seen this article in a few different places and one of them I had read some of the comments and a lady said that uh she had just moved into a condo like side by side condos and mm -hmm. there was someone next door screaming for help and she called the police and it turned out it was their bird oh no and that this bird does that when they go to work and she said oh. it is quite unsettling to listen to their bird scream for help all day I bet oh my gosh yeah but hey everyone's okay and that's yes. nice you don't right? often get that when someone calls the police because someone's screaming for help. Right. This is a true crime win if I've ever seen one. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for some weird crime. Yes. Well, friends, Edward Scissorhands has struck. What? I know none of us would have expected this to happen. But no. it has, in fact, happened in Texas. So in a town in Texas, Fort Worth, there is a mystery man who has been dubbed Edward Scissorhands. There's no picture because no one knows who he is. Yikes. He's wandering around at night, cutting branches off other people's trees. What? <laughs> yeah. He's he can just... come over here. Right? I've got a couple of trees that need trimmed. Mm -hmm. No, he just kind of wanders along streets. Sometimes he just cuts a little bit off. Other times he cuts big old branches off and gives their trees a buzz cut. Why? <laughs> this what? kills me. This is so Texas. It's also so Idaho. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the neighbors said sometimes he'll take just a little bit, but then in other people's trees, he'll take massive gobs. <laughs> gobs. Gobs yeah. of tree limbs. Gobs of uh, limbs. This is happening around three o'clock in the morning, and he usually has an unleashed dog with him. Um, there's some uh, surveillance Wait, video does he of take him. The branches, or does he just no, leave them on the ground? He leaves them on the ground. He just leaves them there. He's just 
being a dick just just packing up people's people's oh my gosh one guy said i was talking to my wife emily and i was like we hey we had a storm last night because they had a bunch of downed limbs in front of their house and she was like oh no that's edward scissor hands (laughs) what (laughs) it's just it's just expected now it's kind of a known thing there's some uh surveillance video of him but it's at night and no one recognizes this person and so all of the neighbors are annoyed um they just really want him to stop that's all um one of the neighbors really wants him to cut it out i don't know if you should use that language around (laughs) you might take it a little bit literal but this was back in october housing to cut it out yeah 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 cut it out stop cutting other people's trees what a weird like three o'clock in the morning you get drunk and go go amateur arborist on the neighborhood like what does this even mean liking that everybody's talking about him so he's just I keeping guess. it up maybe but, he yeah. did it the first time just uh maybe he yeah was drunk or being i don't know what and then now it's like it's become a thing so he has to keep it up i you know i guess so or he just feels very passionately about the uh care and maintenance of trees mm-hmm. except that's so random i have no idea but it is a rather r- weird and somewhat victimless crime that is going on. I mean, in not Portland. for the trees. Yeah, right? Our mom, our mother did not believe in cutting trees down or even mm-hmm. trimming them. She loved her trees. And I love yes. mine too. But she loved her trees. And you did not mess with her trees. Mm-mm. There were many of arguments over the years between her and our dad over him wanting to cut down a tree or because I had a lot of trees on their property or trim some back and it was that was a cardinal sin it was a hard no yeah that dude she came past her house this guy cutting at her trees and he would be needing a goat to call 911 for him <laughs> yes he would <laughs> <laughs> well we we hope things have gotten better in Fort Worth I couldn't find any updates on this but all we know is Ed- Edward Scissorhands has been at work he's back mm-hmm. well okay then well i'm gonna take the mic back over for a little bit of creepy crime all right in michigan this is creepy this is the one that's really not funny but it's pretty wow this kid deserves some credit uh a boy was out back in their home in their their yard and he noticed a 17-year-old kid come out of the woodwork uh, out of somewhere and grab his little sister, his eight-year-old little sister, and try to kidnap her, try to wrestle oh. her out of the yard. Yikes. It was terrifying. Well, he just so happened to have his handy-dandy slingshot in hand. And I'm guessing this kid has practiced, because have you ever shot a slingshot? Not very accurate. He knew what was up. So he pelts this kid with rocks and stuff i don't know what he had with with stuff from his slingshot i'm gonna say rocks because that feels good he, not to the boulders maybe it was but, boulders maybe yeah maybe maybe so or maybe it was like the buckshot things i don't know mm-hmm. but he beat the shit out of him with his slingshot <laughs> so the kid lets the little sister go and runs off and pretty soon you know of course the police are called and there's a little hunt for this kid and they find him hiding out in a local convenience store <laughs> with injuries consistent with being attacked with a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kid is a 
fucking hero. Right? This is a 13-year-old. He took down the 17-year-old. Yeah. Saved his little sister. When the police interviewed this kid, he admitted that he wanted to put a horrible beating on someone. Yeah. God. Yeah. And so he just took a little girl? He wanted to. Yeah. That's awful. Not for her quick-thinking brother and his handy-dandy slingshot, he probably would have. Yikes. But he went to town with the slingshot and beat the crap out of this kid. So good on him. Good on him. Uh, injuries consistent with being attacked with a slingshot. So not uh, only did he save his sister, but he also identified the perp. He did. Super he did bad. actually. Uh, not only with the injuries, but also he was able to tell the police, yeah, this is the guy. So hopefully he thinks twice before he does something like that again. And hopefully he catches a pretty good charge that deters this from happening ever again. And of course, we hope that the little girl in question is okay. And uh, that her brother is too. What a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Note to self, keep a slingshot in your pocket at all times. And figure out how to use it. Yeah. And also be strong enough. I, I remember as kids having slingshots or messing around with somebody else's and not being strong enough to pull the thing. to Yeah, to really know. make it go anywhere. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm impressed in every single way. Mm-hmm. So Me good too. on him. Yeah. But that kid didn't see it coming. I bet not. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for some WTF crime. Oh, yes. Some of my most favorite dumb criminal stories are bank robbery stories because I will tell you, there are some dumb bank robbers in the world. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce you to one. Oh, gosh. Oh, just, no. Yeah. <laughs> Already, you know, we're in for something based on that mugshot. This is going to be bonkers. I already know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this genius. Um, well, let's just, let's just do this. If his, his name is Michael Conley Lloyd and he has pled guilty to bank robbery in federal court to prove a point to his girlfriend. (laughs) What would that point be? I'm not sure. Let me tell you this. If you were going to, you know, write one of those notes to uh, the bank. What would you write it on, do you suppose? Well, I think it's standard to cut letters out of magazines. <laughs> if all you had handy was a pink highlighter and your own birth certificate. Oh, my God. Because that's what this genius <laughs> did. He wrote his demand letter in pink highlighter on the back of his own birth certificate. Now, What? Like, I just had to get my birth certificate from the state because I'd never seen my birth birth certificate my entire life. Uh, And I had to get it so I could get a star card. But I certainly don't just have my birth certificate laying around my house. You don't? Uh, Shockingly, no. It's in a drawer kept safe so I don't lose it. So You don't use it as scratch paper? I I generally do not use it as scratch paper. No. You know, the other thing that I would consider not doing if I was going to rob a bank is doing it while I had an ankle monitor on out on conditional release from another crime. These Uh are all things that, you know, 
they might get you caught. So, <laughs> so back to that point he wanted to prove. Yes, I, I've yet to find what the point was. I mean, judging by the picture, there were drugs on board. Uh, right. So I, apparently, I, he and his girls aren't normalized. Argument, and mm -hmm. he said he was going to rob a bank to prove a point. I don't know that he could, that he should, <laughs> that he wasn't a dumb criminal. Or how fast he could get arrested. Maybe it was actually also, a bet. the vehicle that he drove to the robbery, he stole from his roommate. Because, I mean, you might as well just commit all the crimes at once, right? And the demand note said something like, be quiet until I leave and give me all the money. All the money? All the money. Just he all got, of it. He got away with a whopping $754. Oh, no. <laughs> so then uh, he saw some cops headed to the bank as he was driving away in the stolen vehicle. So he threw the money and his birth certificate out the window of the what? <laughs> as, you, as you do? I don't know. Then he texted his roommate and said, uh, her truck was stolen and that she should probably listen to the police scanner. And then he called his girlfriend to tell her what he'd done, you know, to prove that point. <laughs> In your face! Point, prove it! Right? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so, yeah, they tracked him down pretty quickly because the roommate, they called the police and, sure. you know all that stuff and then of course um they contacted the tracking company of his ankle monitor which proved where he was at the time and mm -hmm. he has now pled guilty and is going to be doing some prison time to prove his point <laughs> which is the only way to rob a bank is with a note written in pink high letter on the back of your own birth certificate in a stolen vehicle with an ankle monitor on and when you freak out that the cops might catch you you just throw the money and your birth certificate out the window of the car. Point proven. Point proven, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, for our last segment, uh, I'm going to take the mic back from you to uh, report on a little more weird crime. Oh, there's a lot. Some unlikely heroes helped to capture a man who had been in a high-speed chase with the police in Michigan. Mm. Oh, North Carolina. Sorry, North Carolina. Uh, these guys right here. <laughs> this uh, is a herd of cows. Yes, it is. So I don't think I can tell the story better than the town itself. So from their Facebook page, this is a news release on May 9th, 2023. A suspect later identified as Joshua Russell Minton. They really, uh, no bowl. Putting it all out there. No <laughs> right? <bowl. laughs> they, they really steered the police correctly. Uh, I could do this all day. I won't. I promise. <laughs> I probably will. Uh, Joshua Russell Minton, age 34, of Miller's Creek, North Carolina, fled from Boone police officers during a traffic stop. The suspect led Boone police and deputies of the Watuga Sheriff's Office in a chase. The suspect abandoned his vehicle in the area of U.S. Highway 421 and U.S. Highway 221 in deep gap and fled into an undeveloped area. 
you know, agricultural. Due to the suspect's fast and reckless driving, our officers were not close enough to see exactly where the suspect ran. As officers began to search the area, good Lord, I have lost my spot. I'm so no. sorry. <laughs> As officers began to search the area, they received some unexpected but welcome assistance from some local cows. Apparently, cows do not want suspected criminals loitering in their pasture. Whoever wrote this needs a raise. Yeah. And quickly assisted our officers in leading them directly to where the suspect was hiding. The cows communicated with the officers as best they could. I don't know if they wrote signs or kind of like that eat more chicken campaign or uh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and finally... Just had the officers follow them to the suspect's location. <laughs> we are thanking our officers and deputies for putting themselves in harm's way. Obviously, we want to express our gratitude to the cows for their assistance. This opens up all kinds of questions as to the bovine's role in crime fighting. As it should. <laughs> Honestly, it's something we have not considered before now. And why is that, really? As we examine the obvious next steps of incorporating a bovine tracking unit into our department's law enforcement capabilities, there are many factors we will have to consider. How adaptable are cows to a variety of police work? Or can they just find hiding suspects? Ooh. Are cows more cost-effective than canine dogs? how will we transport cows to the scene and is this compatible with the town's sustainability goals in terms of types of vehicles needed and obviously there are methane issues true cost of training vet care ballistic vests <laughs> oh could you imagine cows and ballistic vests oh but they would have to be we want to protect our bovine friends well of course out doing the good work we at the Boone Police Department are always looking for better ways to serve our community. We may be a small town, but we are a progressive town, forward thinking. For rural law enforcement, we want to be the tip of the spear. <laughs> Mr. Mitten was charged with multiple charges to include one count of felony flee elude arrest with motor vehicle, driving with license revoked disorderly conduct. Mr. Mitten was taken into a magistrate, and isn't it funny that his last name is Mitten? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was taken before a magistrate and received a $20,000 secured bond with a court date scheduled. See local media for the real press release. I I'm, like this I'm wondering one. why he didn't get charged with disturbing the cow's peace. Indeed. My thought, too. <laughs> Very rude. He's lucky they didn't stomp him into a puddle because clearly they didn't want him there. But they communicated with the officers, as only cows can, apparently. And right. Criminals take note. <laughs> another article said that there was one pasture that the cows were not just uh, doing cow things. You know, they weren't just uh, chewing on grass and hanging out. They were acting weird and kind of like packing and acting uh, different than cows in the other pastures. And that's what made them think. Maybe he's over there. So they headed over there and the cows were basically like, well, it's a good thing you're finally here and just walk right there. 
Oh, I love that so <laughs> much. So uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Mitten, but uh, your day has been ruined officially by a herd of cows. Right. <laughs> love it. Well, that's what we've got. We will be back tomorrow with another episode. More mm -hmm. more regular stuff. We'll be back on Wednesday night for case updates. That's when our normal live is at 7 p.m. Mountain. Mm -hmm. Is some stuff happening in the Ballow uh, Daybell situation? Show, shit show. Heard circus. We've called yes. it a lot of names. Yeah. I, I'm still a fan of the belligerent turd circus. Yeah. So we'll be back with those things on Wednesday night for sure, but we'll be back tomorrow with another regular episode. So mm -hmm. uh, to all of our old and new listeners near and far, thank you so much for being here. Please like, share, follow if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you very much. Please go do something good for yourselves. Obviously go have a cookie. You know, you deserve it. And thanks all of you who uh, sent us notes telling us to go have a cookie. We appreciate you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we're finally off the hamster wheel, I think, at least for a little while. Uh, we'll mm -hmm. see. I don't know. There are some cases coming up. Holy yes, moly. there are. And tomorrow, Tuesday, our closing arguments in the West trial. So we're going to get mm -hmm. all over that on yes, Tuesday. We yep. Well, you know it. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thank you.